This is Emma and Logan, and welcome to episode 11 of Empowered by Choice. Today we are continuing our discussion with Panda Chi. We interviewed him from Sydney while he was in Arambol in Goa in India. And today's discussion is a continuation on from last week's episode where we discussed what is truth. So if you haven't listened to that, please tune in to episode 10 and then join us here on episode 11 with Panda Chi. You've spoken before to me, Panda, about fear. Um, Talk a little bit. I think a lot of people are feeling a little bit fearful and uncertain. Could you talk a little bit about fear and uncertainty? Yeah, okay. Both are uh, created by your mind, mainly. Okay, I don't want to say, I mean, fear is a a real emotion, but uh, most of our fear is uh, created by our mind and our thoughts. Okay, so I'll just give two examples. So real fear would be all of a sudden I open my door and there's a tiger in my room. <laughs> I'm scared, of course. Okay, now the false fear is, is that I think there's a tiger in my room. Okay? Yeah. And I start to build up this whole idea that there's a tiger in my room, but there's nothing going on. But I keep uh, uh, how do I say, giving fuel to that and uh, getting m- myself wound up like, oh, there's the tigers in my room because the zoo, they let out the tiger and it came in the back door and blah, 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 blah. Then you open the door and there's nothing there. But yet you're all worked up. So, you know, this is, uh, again, this is my point of view again. So I hope people don't take it personally. Yeah. That the coronavirus, I see that, first of all, I want to say that the coronavirus, it's real, that there's a real virus out there and that people are dying from it. I'm not saying they're not. But at the same time, a lot of what is going on is built upon fear. And that fear uh, is um, actually being um, propagated towards us. What do you think it's afraid of? What are people afraid of? death. So that's the end of the line of fear. Okay. The end of the line of fear is death. All right. So, um, you know, death is the, the, uh, the main element. Death to people means to lose something, right? That you lose something, uh, you don't have control. Right. Now, the thing is the people that, that I, that I, uh, respect or that I feel that are awakened are people that have already died and they're still alive. Like myself, I already had the experience of death. I surrendered to death already, but I didn't die. So I'm still here. Um, But I thought I was going to, and I sacrificed myself at, at the moment when the death came, I said, okay, you can kill me. It's all right. I'm ready to die. And, uh, and then I just surrendered. But, you know, I didn't. And that was uh, quite an amazing experience because I should have. It was like a miracle that happened to me. And because of that, though, and because I wasn't afraid, I wasn't scared when that moment came. Uh, and I was able to totally surrender and uh, accept death. I became free of it. So that means I became free of fear. 
Mm. And uh, when you become free of fear, everything becomes possible for you. So you don't fall for the for the propaganda that is trying to create fear, especially the people that are want to control because they'll use fear as a control method, so they can uh, <clears throat> manipulate you. Better way, best way to manipulate people is get them scared, so they'll start to do something. And what is the best way of that? Well, your health. So, mm. or the nature, make mm. you scared of the nature. <laughs> yeah. You were talking about when people do reach that state of enlightenment, and we think that they'll only experience. If we reach enlightenment, we only experience happiness and joy and peace and contentment, and that's all. Does that mean when people are in that state of enlightenment, there is no fear? Okay, first of all, I, I, I want to to um, explain. Uh, when you become free, that's what it means that you become free. It doesn't mean that you don't uh, experience anything anymore. Okay. In actual fact, I told you, I didn't go up, I went down. Yeah, right. And when I went down, I experienced everything. I experienced tears, I experienced fear, I experienced anger, I experienced it all. So I could understand it and realize at the same time that I was none of it. But it didn't mean that I couldn't experience or relate to it, you understand. And that's something that a lot of people that are in the spiritual realm, they think that they transcend all this and they don't have it anymore. When you do that, then you're not human no more. Okay. <laughs> if anything, you become more human. You become more than companies of humanity. Do you think it's people are more aware? Like they're more, they're more, it's not, it's like they're not numb anymore. Yeah. You're not numb anymore. That's right. You become uh, like sensitive, you, you know, like something that is, um, you know, like not numb or under, um, how do I say, a program, that means you start to feel everything. They become aware, conscious. You become a living consciousness. You know, So when things are not right or something doesn't feel right, you understand right away, there's something not okay here. I mean, uh, I, I equate this always to your intuition. Your, for me, your intuition is the direct line to that. I call that God or whatever you want to call it but I don't like to put it into a form because then people have all these ideas about it and then it becomes concrete and it becomes a religion or something. So I just say that, okay, because it's formless and it's beyond anything that I could put a form into. Okay. A lot of people call it God. And, I, and that for me, that's okay. You know, because that word in the beginning, when I didn't have the experience of God, I hated that word because it was so limited and somehow intuitively i knew that so whenever anybody talked about the word god i was like oh put me off totally or the uh, the word love too also put me off totally too but those two words since i've had the experience of those two words they don't bother me anymore whatever people say about them because i know what they are now. okay many people they don't know they only know through their their conditioning and their program like i did too same but when i really felt the essence of it then nothing can touch it they're eternal things. Nothing can, nothing can tarnish it. It doesn't matter what you say about it. I don't have to defend it. I don't have to do anything with it because it's just the truth. And any real truth, you never have to defend. 
So you'll see a lot of people defending their truth. Why, if it's really true, why would you have to defend it? Mm. So that's just a little tip to find out, you know, if people are really speaking the truth. Because you can say whatever you want about it and they won't be disturbed about it. But if it's easy to take them off tilt or anything because you say something that doesn't agree with their truth, then you know there's something not okay there. I find we want to do that, that we want to get people to agree or support our truth or our reality or our ego, whatever it is. Why? Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the, Why? The, yeah. <laughs> Why? Why do that? Why? Yeah, because you need, you need uh, reconfirmation. If you need reconfirmation, well, you don't really believe it, then do you? <laughs> yeah, there's no knowing. Yeah. That, I think that brings up to trust, like you really need to trust yourself and not the, the opinions or, or anything of, of the, the world, the now media. That's right. Now you're going in the right direction. The right direction is the experience of yourself, not of somebody else, of you. Because everybody else exists because of you. Because of Emma, Logan exists. If Emma wasn't there, Logan doesn't exist. And in the same vice versa. So everything that you experience, you experience it because of you, not because of somebody else. Mm. Is that not true, what I'm telling you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that means you're the projector. Because you're here in this world now, you can experience it. But if you weren't here in this world, you don't have a world to experience. So the world only exists because of you. So when we give our power away to something outside of us, that's what happens. We lose our connection to ourselves. And then we think somebody else has the answer, but they don't. Only you can have the answer. How, what's the best way to strengthen that connection? Because we can't always be sitting with our teacher and in that presence of someone with that connection. We're still out, I guess, living our lives and our careers and interacting with our family. Yeah. Okay. Them. Right. Okay. So this is really important now. And, uh, to take the opportunity, to spend time with yourself. Okay, it's really simple. Look, how can I know myself? Okay, so are you gonna know yourself through other people? No. So how do you do that? You spend time with yourself. <laughs> yeah, so you sit there and you feel yourself. How do I feel? What do I notice about myself? What's going on in my head? What sensations are arising? Why am I disturbed by this? If you start to look at yourself, now when I speak about look at yourself, this is difficult for people because they don't have a perspective point outside of themselves. And the way to get the perspective point outside of yourself is to come to the neutral point. The neutral point actually is 
meditation. Okay, what real meditation is? Because you know, I can sit there, I can say, okay, now I'm going to meditate. But I put my fingers like this, and I go like, mm. but actually, I'm just, I'm just uh, using my ego to do something. Yeah. The real state of meditation is when my thought stops, when my mind stops, and that can be when you're uh, doing something too. Like you'll have the things like when you're having extreme joy or happiness, you're not thinking, you're not in your mind. Then you're in expression of that, okay? And that is what you have to become conscious of, of that emptiness. It's like, I explain it sometimes, like I take a little baby, yeah? And then I toss them up in the air. And you'll notice when you toss a little kid up in there, little baby, it starts to, to giggle and to laugh. <laughs> Why? Because it's in this formless state of floating in nothingness. It's that nothingness that makes us free. Okay. So to sit with yourself and to feel yourself is the beginning of that journey to knowing who you are. If all the time you're giving yourself input, well, how are you going to know what's there? You only know what input is. But if you take all the way, you know, I always say, if you, you want to know the truth, it's really simple. I stick you in a room with nothing and I leave you there and I see how you do. Are you okay with yourself with nothing? Can you just sit there and be content with nothing? If you can't, there's something wrong because that's your basic thing that you were born alone. You're going to die alone. And if you can't sit alone with yourself without feeling if you have to go do something or be somewhere or feel nervous then you're actually not okay because you know that's the most basic thing isn't it that you can just sit with yourself and feel all right so i think so, that i think in our society in our day and age a lot of people have that problem what what what's one thing or the first thing you would tell those people that you know are so used to doing racing around how can they even begin to do you that? know that's why i said the, the, the thing what you need is you need to have the desire, mm. right? So I told you that already. I said, without the desire, you can forget it because, you know, if it's not on the top of your list, something else will be there on the top of your list. People have all kinds of things on the top of the list, but usually it's not that. <laughs> and, you know, but, yeah, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter because, you know, whatever's on the top of the list, that's what you're going to put your energy into. And that's what you're going to manifest, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know when truth will come on the top of your list. Maybe when you get discouraged about all these things and you keep going in a big circle over and over and over and over, maybe then you'll think about it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I was lucky. I had that since I was a kid. I wanted to have the experience of what God was. That's what I wanted. <clears throat> but it took me a long time. It took me 36 years to, to finally meet somebody so I could feel what that was. You know, so. And so, do so you, you have to have the the yeah the the will the, the the will for that the the desire for that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so, do you think when when you had that at the top of your list, and you were continuing, you know, to open yourself up to those experiences, what did that look like for you? Were you going to like self-development courses were you seeking out new teachers were you 
yeah, I was, I was, um, I was doing all kinds. Yeah, I was doing all that. I went through, I went through so many uh, different types of teachers, and uh, definitely disappointed many times, uh, fooled many times, tricked many times. And usually, I always got a teaching that was uh, not a real teaching. It was uh, just about my ego. And again, learning a new technique or learning a new method or learning a new thing and doing a new thing, getting a new stimulation, getting a new sensation. You know, this is very popular at the moment. I call it spiritual materialism. Uh, okay, now I did ayahuasca. Now I want to do cacao ceremony. Now I want to do uh, ecstatic dance. Now I want to do tantra. And it never ends. It's just because it's all working on, again, what is not permanent, what is coming and going. Sensation again, or uh, intellect. Uh, oh, that was a great, uh, great uh, lecture. Uh, but, you know, all these things that people are, are experiencing, they're all okay. There's nothing wrong with them, but they don't change you. They don't change you at the core you know, like really get to your core. They just get to a superficial level uh, where you start to uh, 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 experience a new sensation, but it's still a sensation or experience a new way of thinking, but it's still thinking. So if you want to leave that arena, you have to go beyond sensation and you have to go on thought. So after you met that teacher when you were 36, I think you said, did you stop? Something like that, yeah. I can't remember that exact date, but yes. Yeah. What's that? So no, that's you... just the beginning. <laughs> so then what? You know, what, what happens and what I see that how, how this journey unfolds is that one, it doesn't end mm -hmm. because how can something that is limitless end? It can't. It just becomes deeper. But what happens is that when you release the things that are what I call not real, your traumas or your sadness, all these things uh, that are blocking you from actually uh, uh, experiencing your divine self, which is basically just light, love, unity, uh, which is sat, chit, ananda, which means truth, consciousness, bliss. This is the underlying vibration of creation. Okay, so when you experience that, and you're no longer uh, on the on the level of uh, 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 more surface level of, of uh, sensation and uh, uh, different things that you were carrying, because they'll all come up in the light. You know, you're around uh, the presence of what I call grace. Okay, all that starts to get burnt away and it all starts to come. Of course, you have to go through it, which is painful because it becomes your belief system, right? These things that you've had for a long, long time and you're holding them and you're keeping them up. But all of a sudden you start to see that, you know, they're not serving you. You know, actually they're hindering you. So you want to get rid of them. And uh, but the problem is to get rid of them. You have to go through them again, but consciously so you can let them go and not hang on to them. So at a certain point, when that goes, traumas, but yeah. without story. I'm sorry. Revisiting previous traumas, but without the story. Yes. So yes, that's what will happen. But you might add a story. Now the thing is, because if people are with me, I tell them don't do that. Because if you do that again, you store again. 
you know, you put another chapter on it. You don't want any chapters. It arises so it can go out. That's why it's arising. That's why it comes to the surface because whatever's like coming to the surface is like a bubble in the water. It comes up and the bubble pops and goes. But if you make a story, you keep it from bursting because you keep adding energy onto it. You understand? Okay. So when that's all gone, then what's left? I told you, Sat, Shit, Ananda. Okay, truth, consciousness, bliss. And that is ever deepening. So my journey is only deepening. And my space, whatever you want to call that, is only widening. So if you were to come back to class, like I don't know when's the last time you were in class, Susie? Oh. Emma? What, two years ago, three years ago? Doesn't maybe maybe sixteen or seventeen? Three years? No, when you're when the last time you were in my class. Yeah, three years. Okay, so if you were to come back now, I'm sure that you would feel like, wow, class is so much stronger. And it is. All the people that, that are coming back to class, they all realize every year oh, it gets deeper and it gets stronger. Their consciousness is also growing, but also the depth of the silence, the depth of the space keeps growing because I'm becoming more conscious of it. You know, so it's never ending like this. Yeah. Mm. So there's only good things to look forward to. <laughs> Need to go back to class. Yeah, we have to come back to, to, class. to class. <laughs> so if people want Well, I'm just saying if if you want to nurture yourself, right? It's like we nurture so many things. Like, you know, somebody was saying, um, you know, like, uh, like you know, they, they, they spend, I don't know, thousands of dollars on whatever useless kind of stuff. And you don't even remember that you spent it and it's gone. You know, you could spend you know, like, you know, like come to my class, it's like $300 or something. Come to my class, but it feeds your soul. See, how much money you spend on your soul? Nothing. <laughs> soul maintenance. Soul maintenance. You know, we spend money on all kinds of things and put our energy in all kinds of things. But like I say, how much time do you spend with yourself? Just really, like, I'll say this. If you go and you sit down and don't do nothing, okay, for 10 minutes, just sit there, don't do anything, just keep quiet. That's it. Yeah. How often do you do that? Tell me. Every morning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do it every day. We do it every day, but I'm not sure how often everyone else does it. Okay, that's good. I'm really glad that you do that. Because most people, they don't give five minutes to themselves. Mm. You understand? If you don't do that, you're never going to find out about yourself. So that's how you find out about yourself. You know, you put yourself somewhere, you sit with yourself and feel yourself and notice yourself. See what's going on with you. See how you're feeling, what's happening. It's like a form. Always take, what's that? Self-therapy. It's not therapy. No, oh, it's not? No, of course not. It's oh, natural it actually. But the thing is, nobody's natural no more. Yeah, right. They're all, identified and uh, attached to unnatural things. Mm. 
but you are natural, no? Yeah. You are the essence of nature. But how much time do you spend with your own nature? I mean, animals do it. They go somewhere and they just go hang out by themselves and sit there. But people hardly ever do it. Well, you have the people that are that are understand about you know trying to 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 feel themselves. They go do it. They go sit and meditate and be with themselves. But most people know they're into stimulus. What would you say for the people? Like I, I definitely hear you and I agree with that. But I think the one thing that when I do recommend to you know my clients or people that know me and stuff they say well I can't I don't have time for that I can't do that I have kids I have to take them to school I have to buy them groceries I have to cook food for them it's, you know, it's let, yeah okay yeah there's always an excuse yeah well, there's always an excuse and, and I always just equate it to like you know the more in touch you are with yourself the more you have to offer okay if you're not in touch with yourself and you're running on empty or you're even in the red, you're burning out. What, what can you offer to your yeah. kids? What can you offer to anything? You know? So I, 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 I equate it to like being on the airplane and the mask, you know, they fall down. They always say, put the mask on yourself first and then put it on your kids. Okay. And that's the same thing. So take care of yourself. Yeah. Because nobody's going to do it for you. Yeah. And everybody just wants stuff from you all the time. But if they, if you don't take care of yourself, you don't have anything to give to anybody. So, you know, good answer. If you want something to give to somebody, you better nurture something about you. And there's always an excuse we could use. Oh, I don't have time. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. As I told you before, what's on the top of your list? If you're not on the top of your list, I can't do anything about that. You have to decide that, right? So, you know, there's no, nobody gets a, a bad deal that we think we do because, you know, uh, it's not uh, being served to us. But we have to understand that we're the ones that are creating everything. Mm -hmm. So you're creating your existence. You're creating your world. People, they don't even understand that all the experiences they have in their life, it's because they're creating it subconsciously. They're asking for those experiences to come. And we're so stubborn when they, we get them, we don't learn from them, we just dispel them. But they're there to show us something, to teach us something. Yeah. I had another question for you, Panda, in relation to, I guess, um, giving and taking care of others and like a responsibility to others who are maybe uh, less fortunate in inverted commas or whatever. What, what responsibility do we have for other people towards other people? That depends on you. Hmm. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> Thought you might say that. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could give you an answer for everybody, but I can't. And that's, that's the beauty of what we are. We're each a divine snowflake. Okay? Yeah. You're totally different, Logan, than Emma. And that's your power, actually, that you're totally unique. There's not another one like you. 
or not, a, not another one like Emma, or not another one like me. Yeah. And that's the thing. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. I but there is a so solution for you and yeah. for Emma and for me. Yeah. But I have to, to be able to be flexible enough and open enough to be able to, to understand it. Yeah. So what I will say to Emma would be very, very different to how I would talk to you because you're a very different person and you need different information than Emma needs. If I use the same information for Emma, it won't touch you the same way. So it's very personal in that sense that your uniqueness is what makes you unique, makes you special or gives you uh, your own divine magic that you have, we all have. But we're not uh, accessing it because we're accessing what people told us how we should be instead of being who you really are. That was so well said. Thank you so much, Panda. You're welcome. You can find us on Instagram at Empowered by Choice. And if you'd like to find out a little bit more about Panda's teachings and his upcoming classes and workshops, you can visit his, his website, which is pathoftau.net. And each of those words has a hyphen in between. So P-A-T-H hyphen O-F hyphen T-A-O dot net, N-E-T. Thank you so much for joining us, Panda, and hopefully we will have you back on again for another interview soon. Music